blow in her face and she'll follow you anywhere. You are destroying the Constitution of the United States. May God have mercy on your souls. Good day. Yes. We could be saved if we just elected the right white man to power. That's creepy, but that's in a different category of creepy. Zitzu, zitzu, zitzu. Gary Geigers. Of course he introduced zoning laws. Okay. You know what? Don't. Yeah. The less I have to do with that game, the better. Here's my favorite part of the defense. Clodius was probably fucking his sister. Jughead, not Jarhead. I have nothing against Marines. I want to make okay. that very clear. I'd be really interested to find out what fucking truth that woman was trying to get at. And like with most episodes, I can bring it back to wrestling. Oh. Right, well, he's got other people who work for him who also do things, and, and they can okay. mutate okay. Uh, okay. human size into smaller worlds, after all. Fuck you. I still don't give a shit about getting fake property in a fantasy game. nerdery to the real world. My name is Ed Blaylock. I'm a world history teacher with a side order of remedial reading here in Northern California. And um, I'm trying to figure out as we talk right now how I'm going to fi- how, how I'm going to get away with uh, introducing graphic novels into my canned curriculum. Um, I have ideas. Okay, I'm sure you do, and, and we need to talk about them. But but that's 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 what's on my mind right now. Uh, taking my job and tying it to my passion. How about you? I'm Damien Harmony. I am a Latin teacher up here in uh, beautiful, burning up in fire, Northern California. Uh, oh, we're not burning up as true. much as we were a couple of weeks that's, ago. That's Come a on, very now. good point. Uh, the, I, the multi-million acre fires have all been, you know, 90-something percent contained. Or just burned out because they ran out of fuel. One of the two. Same, same, same. Yeah, yeah, what? yeah. Same just, diff, you know, burned, burned, burned out and, right. and contained. It's the same thing, right? Yeah. So right. Uh, yeah. I actually, uh, I, I have harbored the fantasy of having textbooks, um, but also... <laughs> And when we eventually have textbooks uh, that weren't made, like when Around I was the still same in time high school, as the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, uh, I think our youngest textbook that we have for for Latin, at least, is 1995. That's our youngest one. Now, in fairness, nothing has changed it in is the a language. Dead language. Exactly. Yeah, nothing exactly. Like... But wear and tear is a th- thing and well yeah and i would love to order um there is a wonderful set of uh graphic novels called the olympiads um that is just so good to read uh but i'll put that in the recommendations toward the end but i would love to order stuff like that and have kids read the story of troy like there's a wonderful one about the story of troy and there's a wonderful one about the odyssey and i'm like "I, i would like that i would like that a lot or if i ever taught world history again by the way our textbook for world history is as old as my teaching career because I used it as a student teacher. Um, I would love for us to get a, a class set of of Berlin, the graphic novel. We did for Persepolis. We actually found money for doing Persepolis, and it was beautiful. 
Wait, um, wait, 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 yeah. wait. Persepolis. Persepolis. Yeah. I'm I am a little bit uh, impressed that uh-huh. that you managed to get that approved. I mean, mm-hmm. just because it's overtly political. Yeah, but it's in Iran, so it's okay. Yeah, right, good point. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. uh, that's that's me, and that's what I do. Um, why All are right. you so interested in graphic novels? Is there a particular one you got in mind? Uh, well, uh, yeah, actually several. Um, but of course, we've we've now spent the last you know four episodes uh, uh, because because this is me. We've spent the last four episodes talking about the history of Batman comics as opposed to the uh, you know national regional politics of professional wrestling, which. You know, is your uh, doctoral, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 thesis for for podcast purposes. Um, and if one but, were uh, to hazard a guess, yeah. I bet you people would lose money betting on which one was the older medium. Oh yeah, people oh, would yeah. absolutely think it was Batman. Yeah, yeah they would totally think it. Yeah, and it, and and turns out. Go, folks, go back to season one, yep. and and you'll learn a thing or mm-hmm. eight mm-hmm. Uh, from from Damien about about the history of wrestling, and find yeah. out no no, <laughs> no son, you're wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I have graphic novels on my mind because we're we're now coasting into the point where I feel comfortable handing handing the Batman saga off to you to talk about movies. You mean the baton? Ooh. You know, it's a funny trend. Like last episode, I ain't even mad. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Thank it's a good you, one. Thank you. Um, because you know, today, tonight, in this episode, um, <laughs> I want I want to talk about the other, the other major work again of the '80s that I think is critically important for understanding the development of the characters in the Batman mythos into who they are today. Okay. And into the themes and the ideas and just the development of the narrative. Um, because last episode we talked about the Dark Knight mm-hmm. and Frank Miller. Right. Uh, Frank, toxic masculinity, Miller. Yeah. And we talked uh, about Year Zero, which was... Yeah. It was nice to see yes. Batman being incompetent for once. Yeah, well, yeah, but, briefly. Yeah. Uh, but yes. Um and and the all all of the stuff that that got introduced into the mythos or as you very skillfully pointed out it's not really that it got introduced it just got made blatant yeah uh miller miller took stuff that was kind of sub rosa and made it rosa like no no let's let's talk about this let's talk about the fact that you know uh uh, uh alfred being not a sadomasochizo in a rubber suit is going to look at you know a teenager showing up wanting to be another Robin and go, you know, yeah. There's just let me this, take this you to the boys cool. and girls club and you can yeah. play pool. This like, this is bad, yeah, or basketball or whatever. But yeah. yeah, this this is a bad idea, right? And and you're kind of nuts for thinking of it. Well, and see, that's you know, cool for a kid to be excusably nuts, but for Batman to be like. Yeah, all right. Let's give it a toss. Like mm-hmm. that's 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 where I like that Alfred was like, "All right, I'm out. I'm done." Yeah, yeah. No. Peace. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Bye bye. So, um, and of course, I mean, there there have there have since then been incidents in the comics where Alfred has you know walked away, left, sure, taken a break, said, "I can't, I can't be around for this," and all that kind of stuff. But because it's comics and status quo is God, 
you know, he always comes back. Yeah. But, you know, the first time we really see him raising a really serious objection to to this obsession of Bruce Wayne's really is, having is, agency, quite honestly, on some yeah, level, you know, in. Yeah. And 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 then, of course, since then, mm-hmm. uh, in, in other media, we've now seen, you know, the development of the character has now turned into. Uh, you know, in in the Nolan film, the first Nolan film, he tells a story to Bruce that the, or was it the first one? It was the no, second it was, one. It was the second one. Yeah, the second one talking about some men just want to see the world burn. Right. The lead into that line is a story about him being in Burma. Yes. With like clearly in a military capacity, but maybe not in the British Army. Maybe he was a mercenary of some kind. And you're like, right. Okay, wait, hold right. on. You know, and then there have there have been other other stories uh, modernly in which it's pretty clear he has some kind of special forces military kind of background. Which I would point out, Jarvis was the butler for Iron Man, and yeah. Jarvis was in the Royal Air Force, I think. But he knew how to box. He was a really good yeah. boxer. Oh and, yeah. And I remember Alfred at some point punches out Superman. And throws him out of yes. the Batcave. Yeah. Yes. Kicks right. him out yeah. on his on his blue butt. Well, yep. no, his red butt, actually. <laughs> that part is red, but, yeah. His butt is red. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah. Um, <laughs> so Superman is a mandrel, is what we're saying. Uh, yeah. Same yeah. coloring. Or, or a baboon. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, and I just completely got, got taken off track by that. Alfred by is my, the moral center, and heart. he has his yeah. own life. Um, yeah, really Alfred, where Alfred Gaines. Yeah, and and you know, up up until uh, those those newer stories, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's there's a very uh, pivotal uh, storyline from the comics. I want to say it was in the '90s where there's a massive earthquake and Gotham winds up being cut off from aid, and Batman disappears and we don't know where he's gone, and and Alfred winds up becoming. A, a there's there's a story in that series dedicated to what Alfred is doing during this whole time and mm-hmm. he is you know he talks about having a theater background oh and so you know his his backstory has evolved with the times mm-hmm. uh you know similarly but but th- that is that is the first place that we really see him take a hard line telling Bruce you crazy yeah and again, and, he's he's no longer just a tool of Bruce's. Yeah, yeah. And and in and in that series, by saying to Bruce, "You crazy," mm-hmm. he is bringing up another one of the themes that that after that shows up repeatedly is that is Batman really any less crazy than any of the people he keeps capturing and locking up in Arkham? Yeah, and and again, this is. We're not quite in the 90s where it's the age of the anti-hero and therefore having non-absolute good guys. Yeah. Um, but we are getting there. And I think in many ways this starts to feed that. Well, this this I'm, I'm going to say that this is the precursor mm-hmm. at the very, very, very leading edge of the wave. Yeah. Um, the I, Ur I think, version of it, as yeah, you yeah. like to say. Basically, yeah, it yeah. is. It is kind of the Ur version. The the this like the, the Dark Knight is the 
template that gives other comics creators the freedom yes to to go fully anti-heroic with other characters yeah yeah it, and i it don't really I, like yeah go ahead like i don't remember when cable was introduced in in the x-men but you know as a oh, as a yeah. you know lee field uh mm-hmm. you know pouches everywhere no feet uh, no feet, uh, weird, weird, skinny ass ankles, uh, for such a muscular individual. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like all of, all of, all of that guy's heroes skip leg day. Like what? Like, no, they don't because their quads are insanely outbound. Um, okay. Point. They, they skip, they skip leg day below the knee. Yeah. Now cable shows up as a newborn infant in 86, so that doesn't count, though. Um, no. But uh, he is—he first shows up in uh, March of ninety. Uh, so there with, you go. Yeah, with and, the new mutants. And, so there you and go. He, and he shows up. And he shows up as being the you know grizzled dude from the future antihero. Yep. Yep. You know. Yeah. So there you go. Um, and and I think I think Miller mm-hmm. created. You know, he he was the one who dug the first groove. Mm-hmm. For for everybody else to to go into with yeah. that, yeah. Um, and what you were saying at the end of our last episode about everybody being uh, cynical at the end of Vietnam, mm-hmm. and I would and I would add Watergate, yeah. Uh, the Iran the the first the Iran hostage crisis, then the uh-huh. Iran Contra scandal, yep. And and everything else, like I, I there's there's such a long list of of shit we could mention. Oh yeah. That cynicism is a big part of the reason that we see the antiheroes of of the Bronze Age of comics, mm-hmm. you know, in in the '90s when all of that happens. Yeah, I would agree. And you know, and and in the '80s is where we see, like, the Dark Knight, as I mentioned, is very much a deconstruction mm-hmm. of of a lot of the tropes of the Batman mythos. Which is part of part of where that oh hey I'm going to take this subtext and make it text stuff comes from, mm-hmm. you know Batman defeating a gang then becoming the leader of the gang, because he's a charismatic, strong figure replacing the charismatic strong figure who had been, the leader of that force, which you know, is in this is, is so Mussolini it fucking hurts. Like, well, and again, you know, that's that's a thing that keeps happening in comic lore because, uh, like I said last time, Storm beats Callisto, uh, who is in charge of the Morlocks, and she is, it's not so much she's a charismatic force who replaces a charismatic force. She is broken in several ways, and she takes advantage of the other person being broken emotionally. And okay. there's even a Makes quote, sense. I forget in what it said, but it was essentially like you, you know, it, kind of like, you know, you, you thought that you were darkness, but I'm, you know, it's, it's that same kind of, you thought you were a badass. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, uh, what's her face? Storm does the same thing. So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the, oh, the, the, the Venom quote, not Venom, uh, Bane, Bane. Yeah. quote. From from the Nolan films, you know, you you think you're darkness, right? I I didn't see I didn't see the light of day until I was a man, you know, kind of kind of thing. Same samesies, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and and so, you know, it, so much of Batman's lore mm-hmm. again is is nowadays 
what isn't a response to the 66 Batman series is a response to the Dark Knight. And the Dark Knight was itself a response to the 66 Batman series. And right. so, you know, these these are these these incredibly uh, uh, seminal kind of kind of works for for the whole for the whole mythology. Mm hmm. And, you know, the <clears throat> the last one that I really that I want to spend some real time talking about before we before we get into talking about the movies, mm -hmm. um, you know, I talked about how the Dark Knight is where we we see, I think, the really the first time that this idea of this karmic entanglement yeah. between Batman and the Joker. Right. Where. Where they become you know, synonymous with each other. Yeah, they you don't yeah, say they, one without they, the other. They they become the, the the two halves of the of the of the yin yang. Yeah, you know, they they, be, they become you know symbols out of the I Ching, mm -hmm. and um, that that leads into uh, the killing joke. Mm -hmm. Okay, and, and that's that's not Alan. No, that's Alan Moore, right? That's Alan Moore. Okay, yeah, it's, okay. We're no longer talking about Miller. Okay. I mean, we're probably going to mention him once or twice again sure, sure. because it's you know Frank Miller, but but this is this is Alan Moore writing Batman comics, okay, and um, you can't really talk about Alan Moore without talking about Watchmen, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. like if, if anybody if anybody who isn't a comic book nerd recognizes the name Alan Moore. Um, most likely Watchmen is what they're going to recognize it from. Oh yeah, or they're going to recognize it from uh, *League of Extraordinary Gentlemen*, which he didn't want his name attached to when the movie got made. Yeah, well, uh, I can see why. Yeah, well, yeah, it was kind of a, kind of a crap fest, but yeah, I thought it was an entertaining crap fest. But you know, mm -hmm. that's just so. Um, and and you know, to talk about Watchmen for a second. One of the things that struck me uh literally just as we were about to start you know talking about all of this uh -huh. is part of what i was going to bring up was i was going to say that there are themes in the dark night that are that that to my mind were were you know taken from watchmen mm-hmm but it actually turns out that Dark Knight predates Watchmen by several months. Doesn't mean he wasn't in development of both of those things, though. Well, no, it, it's true. But but I I think what it what it more is uh, is an indication that there was something going on in the in the zitgeist. Oh, okay. Um, because again, uh, Miller portrays mm -hmm. Superman, who is this godlike hero, right? As, as being a tool of, you know, the 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 U.S. government of of United States national interests and and all of that. Right, right. And in Watchmen, we have Doctor Manhattan, who is the entire reason why in that universe the United States won Vietnam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think. Well, first off, the United States won Vietnam. <laughs> so it's an alternate history. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The fuck? Well, in that comic, the United States oh, won in yeah, Vietnam. Okay. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. I don't mean yeah. here. No, it's quite the opposite. Uh, but like, yeah. In, so, but in 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 yeah. the Watchmen universe, of course, mm-hmm. because of Doctor Manhattan, uh, the Viet Cong never stood a chance. Right. And and North Vietnam, the NVA, never stood a chance. And so. You know, uh, Vietnam was unified under a, you know, Western-supported capitalist government. As Jesus intended. As, as yes. Uh, and and that, that, said, that, is, that is a line that would be said by the comedian. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in, in, dripping, in dripping tones of acid. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, there's, there's, this, there's this theme going on. Mm-hmm. Of uh, this, you know, godlike, godlike figures who are out of touch enough with issues on the ground to become the tools of government. Okay, if you get what I'm saying. I do. So, I so, do. They, they, they are what uh, I forget the writer would call what the writer's name was would call useful idiots on some level. Yeah, yeah, that that you know, to Miller, Superman is the big blue boy scout who's going to follow orders because, well, you right. know, he's the elected president of the United States. So, right, right. you know, and <laughs> Moore's Moore's portrayal of Doctor Manhattan is more nuanced in that no, no, he's just so powerful that like he's he, aloof of it all. He's he's aloof of it all, and yeah. okay, you know the idea here is if we end the war quickly, fewer people are going to die. So I'm going to end the war quickly, right? By vaporizing, you know, <laughs> half the population. How many people yeah. got to do to solve the problem? You know, right? Uh, because because the math checks out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, he's been so stripped of his humanity, and yeah. Superman yeah. is also not human. Um. By virtue of the fact that he's an alien, but also by virtue of the fact that he's so powerful, how could he possibly understand what's going on with us? Yeah, yeah. This really reminds me of that um, thing that you post every year, right around this time, of Superman and Batman talking about each other to their oh, respective yeah, from, dates from, from the from the most recent comics of just the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. Uh, yeah. And and what's interesting there is that is now. Mm-hmm. The the comics coming around again full circle from Miller, kind of responding to Miller. I was gonna say they're reacting with, to it again. Yeah, yeah, with with a more with a more positive view of everybody involved. I mm-hmm. think like these two and, can overcome these differences. Well, the differences well, yeah. are still there, but they can be braided together at least. Yeah, yeah. The differences. Well, one, the differences are are still there, but each of them. I think this is an important thing mm-hmm. is in Miller's universe, there's no room for empathy. That's a really good point. Miller Miller's Miller's whole ethos is so wrapped up in, in machismo. Right. That, that there, there is not empathizing. And, and, you know, for those of you who, you know, aren't my friends on Facebook who are listening to this, the, the bit that, that, uh, Damien is referring to is is a wonderful piece um, out of DC Comics in just the last couple of years uh, in the events leading up to 
uh, Batman's marriage to Catwoman or Bruce Wayne's marriage to Selina Kyle, which mm-hmm. spoiler alert didn't actually wind up happening, unfortunately, to the infuriation of a great many fans, myself included, because, you know, it's lazy writing not to have it happen. But anyway, yeah, where uh, Batman and <laughs> in wrestling Cat- in wrestling, we call that over swerving. There you go. You're just not going to pay this off ever, really. Fuck yeah. you. You know. <laughs> oh, somebody else came out and broke up yeah. the match. Great. Okay, yeah, we'll great. never actually have this yeah, we're result. Never actually going to get an end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like commit. Um, yep. Yeah. So, um, Robert Asprin made made has made the same set of mistakes with the Myth series in his novels. It's like, oh my god. Uh, have have some of your characters actually grow and develop for God's sake, please. Yeah, pay something. So yeah, dude, like come on. But anyway, um, we're getting off the subject. Um, <laughs> the 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 bit that the Damien is referring to is uh, Batman and Catwoman are uh, breaking into a building. Let's not put too fine a point on it. Yeah. And uh, Superman and Lois Lane are getting into the same building from the ground floor. Mm-hmm. And there's this wonderful bit of of parallel conversation happening oh, yeah. as as each of them is talking. So Batman is talking to Catwoman, uh, Superman is talking to Lois Lane, and each of them is talking about the other one. Yeah. And you know, Batman says, you know, he's the survivor of a Holocaust. He never he never knew his parents. I. I had parents, you know, I, I, right. I, I lost them, but you know, I, I, I had parents. I didn't, I'm, I'm not totally alone in the universe. Mm-hmm. And then we cut over to Superman saying, you know, he watched his parents murdered in front of him. Right. You know, I had, I had Ma and Pa Kent, you know, yeah. Kent and, and, you know, I was raised in, in a house where I was always loved and I was always nurtured and he grew up in a mansion that was by empty. himself that was, was empty, you know, filled only with memories. And they, and they go, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and they go back and forth and, and each of them ends up, uh, with the, with, with the, the, the closing statement before they wind up running into literally running into each other. They, they have the closing statement. He's a better man than I am. Mm-hmm. And then, and then there's a wonderful moment. They step out of the elevator and they they stare at each other in in the hallway right and there's a and there's one panel of dead silence as they stare at each other and then Lois Lane steps forward and goes you must be catwoman hi i'm lois lane lovely to meet you there's a bit, no there's a part before that though that really was my favorite part of the whole thing oh yeah and where batman looks at me is you took the elevator <laughs> and, and and it's just and, so yeah, it's super, that to yeah. me is a crystallization of everything having to do with the difference between the two of them. And and Superman's response is, well, to come in on this floor, I'd I'd have, have to break, break a window. window, right? And it just it's it's with great power comes great respect for a property, but uh, <laughs> if only. Um, but yeah. like, but the fact that you know Batman is means to an end, and Superman is. No, there's a right way to do it. And Batman is, he had the power to snuff out the world with his pinky if he wanted to. And he doesn't. And and it's because Batman is like looking at the power as a means. And yeah. Superman is looking at the power as a responsibility of like, yeah. I, you know, and so Batman is like, he, he cannot comprehend of someone having that power and not using it. Yeah. 
you know yeah. and so to me that's the 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 or the or point. or he does he does yeah. comprehend it but he recognizes how how impossible it would be for him right not to right well and there you go uh clark yeah. was raised with love yeah batman was raised with wealth yeah yeah and so anyway that's 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 the bit and mm-hmm. and you know like if you if you listen to the last episode you you can tell already any number of of points where that like wildly diverges from miller's characterization of both of them yes well like you, you know, said that that whole thing is just an exercise in empathy they're literally imagining the other one's situation yeah. as being worse than their own yeah yeah and and, and, and that the other one came up in that and therefore he's better than they are yeah like there's there's a lot of layers of empathy going on there yeah so and and of the two of them the one who has a line before they actually run into each other in the elevator uh uh you know it's it's bruce wayne Mm -hmm. who has the line saying i mean there's no way we could actually ever really be friends yeah because you know he's he's a god like how how could that even be a thing yeah, friends kind of have to be equals. Is is his yeah. idea? Yeah. Yeah. And and then you know the 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 ending of it kind of winds up actually being very heartwarming, where you figure out no, no, they really are in yeah. in in a very in a very meaningful, very well written, very very masculine. Like I I look at that whole mm-hmm. arc and their their conversation and and the and the back and forth between them, and I'm like, oh my god on a smaller scale without the, you know, three color comics elements, I've seen this same shit with my own friends. Sure. Like it, it is, it is truly a, a really well done picture of, you know, supportive masculine friendship. And it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And so Frank Miller could never write that because <laughs> like there is, there just, that doesn't exist in his universe. Sure. Like I, I kind of wonder what kind of friendships he has. Because, wow, yeah, he he creates anytime he creates anything, it's a truly bleak universe. Uh, if you read Sin City, like, oh, so right. anyway, right? Okay, but, so Alan Moore. So, so this episode uh, that we're talking yeah. about Alan Moore, and and in in Watchmen, mm-hmm. you know, he he thoroughly deconstructs superhero comics just right across the board oh, yeah um and and in v for vendetta he takes three color superhero comic tropes and applies them to politics yeah and anti-fascism and anarchism and all of that and kind of winds up philosophically he winds up with a dog's breakfast but it's a really entertaining story to read along the way um, and so he, he wound up in 87, mm-hmm. uh, he signed on with DC to do the killing joke mm-hmm. and, um, the killing joke is really important, not because of Batman, but because of the Joker, the killing joke is a bat is, is a, is a Joker story in which Batman has a part. So just real quick, because I know in yeah. Marvel there's a thing that um, what do they call continuity? So <laughs> that's clearly not a thing here, because you said that Joker broke his own neck to fuck over Batman in the Tunnel of Love. 
well, okay, remember mm-hmm. that in that's that's in in the universe of the Dark Knight, which uh, so post crisis post crisis that was determined to be oh, wow. Earth. I don't remember what. Okay, so so Marvel has Earth six one six and Earth whatever whatever whatever. Sure, sure. You know, and and so there are Elseworlds stories, and there are what if stories, and there's all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. DC <clears throat> didn't actually come up with the idea of doing any of that until the mid '80s or late '80s. I'm trying to remember. Anyway, um, so so DC has had multiple uh, uh, attempts to try to make all of their continuity tie together. Okay. Because. Like if you if you go back through the history of I'm just going to pick a character not really at random if you look at the history of of Green Lantern uh-huh. originally Green Lantern was a magical hero mm-hmm. and then Hal Jordan showed up as kind of the second Green Lantern and he gets his powers from a science fictiony source right of the power ring from you know the Guardians and Oa yeah. and you know all that yeah and and so to to eventually try to make their continuity unified mm-hmm. um the dc's editorial board came up with the idea of crisis on infinite earths in which a number of people died uh-huh and universes literally collided and got mashed together and stuff happened and then within another couple of years, they had to do it again because their continuity had gone back to being incomprehensible. Yeah. Yeah. And so the thing is, and, and this is part of the reason why I too am primarily a Marvel fan now. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're like, if you try to apply continuity to DC, you're kind of trying to, you're, 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 you're pushing, you're trying to push rope. Like it's just sure yeah. like you're gonna have you're gonna have a little success, but it's just eventually it's all gonna fall apart. Like you 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 just you can't make it work. My stepdad and, and I so, used to talk about Marvel and DC, um, and he said uh, there's one thing that he and I both agreed on with that, and it was that DC had, and you and I have talked about this too in in our episode uh, as as they were Greek gods. Um, DC had interesting villains and godlike. Uh, superheroes yes um, or or uh, I, I would go even further and you and I would say probably archetypical superheroes yes very Where, much whereas Marvel had um, very highly powered villains and really interesting heroes with with real flaws and problems yeah and and therein lies the the main difference the other one uh, my stepdad always used to say is like dc never understands history marvel understands its history and it's like that's that's pretty true up until bankruptcy almost killed them in the 90s um yeah by and large but yeah that's that's (laughs) that's a pretty pretty true thing to say and so yes the continuity being history it would make sense that DC is weak with that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is like from, from the get go, Mm -hmm. the dark Knight storyline was not, was, was clear because it was, it was very clearly set in the modern day. It was clearly supposed to be commentary on, on, you know, current events. Sure. 
it was never really part of the canonical timeline. You okay. know, it was yeah. it was it was kind of it was kind of an Elseworlds story, kind of from the very beginning. Okay, is you know kind of kind of I I think that's kind of the way the editorial board at at DC saw it. Mm-hmm. And so so Alan Moore came in, and he had the idea that he he really wanted to explore the Joker. And so he came up with this idea of the killing joke. And again, one of the things that Moore is really good at doing this, this is kind of where his, his genius lies is he's really, really good at recognizing the tropes and, Mm -hmm. uh, deconstructing them or, or analyzing them or juggling with them or, you know, whatever, but he's, he's really good at, at taking these, whatever these ideas are, you know, these, these themes and, and figuring out, okay, well, what, what if we take that and we, and we mess with it? Right. And, you know, he's, he's a brilliantly creative mind in doing that. Um, for all of my other opinions about the man, um, he's, he is, he is very good at doing that. And so mm-hmm. he came in and his idea was, you know, I, I want to look at like, okay, how, how exactly did we wind up with the Joker? Like what, what leads to somebody being this guy? Again, deconstruction. Yeah. Deconstruction. Yeah. And so the storyline, the, the bare bones explanation of the storyline mm-hmm. is the Joker decides that he's going to break Commissioner Gordon. And the Joker okay. is convinced, and the Joker is is convinced that all it takes mm-hmm. is one bad day. Because in a series of flashbacks throughout the killing joke, we learn mm-hmm. that that's what happened to him. That is was just one, one bad day. One one catastrophically bad day. What year is this? Uh, eighty seven. Killing Joke is 87. Okay. Okay, 87 into 88. I'm just thinking in terms of, um, I mean, Alan Moore's British. Yeah. And he absolutely saw one bad day when Margaret Thatcher got elected. <laughs> like, Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, actually, I got to back up. It's 88. It's March of 88. Oh, 88. Okay. Specifically. But uh, I'm also just thinking in terms of he's doing DC, so he's got to be somewhat... Uh, enmeshed in American culture, um, yeah. And uh, I just I keep thinking of uh, evangelical uh, televangelism and how they have a cataclysmic view of Christianity. <laughs> yeah. So it just kind of makes sense. I like that. That that, that, that one sense, bad yeah. day, you know. Okay, yeah. So yeah, and 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 he he was looking at this as, you know. Again, we wind up looking at the and and because this is eighty eight and Dark Knight had been eighty six into eighty seven, there there is a level of response to the Dark Knight in that again the Dark Knight introduced this idea of the two of them being somehow karmically connected, and so now Alan Moore is looking at this and going, well, you know, that, what what do they what do they have in common? How how are they like each other? Mm-hmm. 
you know what 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 are what are the similarities here and again another thing that that you know we we see kind of maybe not for the first time but made explicit for the first time in uh the dark knight is the idea that batman is just as crazy better controlled right. than, than the villains that he fights yeah and so more wants to try to show the similarities and and the differences between them um and so, um, you know, we, we find out over the course of, over the course of the story that, you know, uh, the Joker started out being, uh, you know, he's, he's a chemical engineer who quits his job to become a stand-up comic and he fails miserably, like, like horribly. And, and he's not, and he's, and he's married, <laughs> he's got a pregnant wife. I'm sorry. Hang on a second. I just would like to point out that, um. No stand-up comic quits their job to do stand-up comedy. Like we don't, we don't do that. <laughs> like because that doesn't pay. Yeah, speaking, speaking, speaking with some personal experience. Yes, I yeah. got to keep a roof over my head. I got children to feed. I'm yeah. not quitting my job. Right. Yeah. Well. Okay. okay. So. So Alan Moore, uh, bad understanding yes, there, but yeah. okay. Did, did not did not do his research. No. Or 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 alternatively, maybe he did do his research and he's trying to point out that you know the Joker was kind of an idiot and a loser to begin with. Okay. Fair enough. Poor, poor judgment. You could have bad, done that just by by virtue himself. of the idea that he started doing stand up comedy, though. Like <laughs> he doesn't have to quit his job to show that he's an idiot. So, <laughs> so that, yeah, well, yeah, but you know, he really wants to drive the point home, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, he's he's you know he quit his job, so now he's unemployed and he's a failure as a comic. So now he's got to figure out a way to support his pregnant wife. So he makes an agreement that he's going to uh, help a couple of crooks mm-hmm. um, get through the chemical plant where he used to work so that they can rob the facility next door. Okay. 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 Um, and he, he finds out over the course of the planning of this, of this heist uh, he he gets he finds out that his that his wife and his unborn child have died in a in a tragic accident, and he tries to he tries to tries to back out, but the crooks essentially threaten his life, force him to go along with him, mm-hmm. and um, they they uh, they they want to try to you know implicate him as being the mastermind behind the whole thing, so they force him to don. The Red Hood, who's a okay. villainous character that shows up elsewhere in right. Batman mythology, um, and there's a gunfight. Uh, the two criminals wind up being killed. The engineer, our our poor you know uh, feller, gets confronted by Batman, mm-hmm. and he winds up jumping into uh, a waste pond to get away. from Batman gets swept through a pipe and discovers that the chemicals have, have permanently disfigured him. Okay. His skin has been bleached white. Right. Uh, his lips have been dyed permanently red and his hair is emerald green. Right. 
know right off the bat, I kind of want to know what set of chemicals could have that specific set of multicolored. You know, biological multicolored kind yeah. of effects. But okay, three color comics yeah. will we'll yeah. roll with well, it. Your hair is keratin or whatnot, so maybe that interacts differently than your skin does, and your lips are a sphincter. So. Well, okay, yeah. I can see I can see the idea that, you know, if, if your lips were permanently somehow damaged badly enough, they might mm-hmm. be red by virtue of, you know, the amount of blood flow involved, scar right. tissue. Like, right. I mean, I can see that. But, like, how does that happen and not wind up flensing the skin off the rest of your face? Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I, but anyway. Yeah. I, we're, so, we're so yeah, pre-color comics. Just, the point is he comics. is secondary well, colors, therefore he's evil. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Getting getting back to that that theme that keeps coming up. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so he he looks in the mirror, realizes that he's now been you know permanently permanently maimed, you know, disfigured by this. Jokes on he's him. He's lost his. He's lost. Yes, the jokes on him. He's lost his family. He's lost everything. Mm-hmm. And he snaps. And this and this and this is the birth of the Joker. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And there is there is an iconic panel uh, done in shades of black and white and shades of purple ah. of of the Joker uh, staring at the reader with his with his gloved hands uh-huh. in his hair, just cackling. And the background is just the lettering uh-huh. for ha ha. I've seen that. Yep, I've seen yeah. that. Usually okay. on edge edgy comics T-shirts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sending the signal. I'm an edge lord. Yes. Yeah. So. So that's that's the backstory we learned about the Joker. Well, the okay. Joker wants wants to now, and over the course of of the story of the Killing Joke, he wants to do the same thing to Gordon. Now, why Gordon and not Batman? Well, because if he if he if he shatters Batman, he doesn't have anybody to 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 be. Counter um, to okay, Gordon. Gordon is the system. Oh, okay, See? yeah, yeah. Whereas he and right. Batman again, they have this. I actually, I would the word you teach uh, world religions a lot more in depth okay. than I ever yeah, do. Grade, yeah. Would 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 it actually be a dharmic dance? Like, aren't they kind of following their dharma in their constant struggle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think okay. I think yeah, that's that's yeah. Just to say that they're karmically tied is kind of incorrect. It would be more dharma yeah. than karma. Okay. So anyway, dharma they're dharmically tied. The They've got yeah. Fate. yeah. So yeah, their their role in the cosmos, they're they're acting yeah. out. And so um so what he, what he winds up doing is uh to to try to to try to break Gordon. Uh the Joker shows up at Gordon's house. Um, winds up using a handgun with mm-hmm. a with a very specially underloaded bullet. Now the idea originally was his plan originally mm-hmm. was that he 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 assumed Gordon would come to the door and right. he'd shoot Gordon, and the idea was to paralyze Gordon. Well, instead of that, Barbara Gordon shows up, right? Batgirl, and he shoots her. Paralyzes and very her. Famously, the yeah. bullet lodges in her spine, which it was supposed to do to her father. Mm-hmm. Lodges in her spine, leaves her paralyzed, and then uh, the Joker kidnaps uh, Gordon, cages mm-hmm. him 
in in the freak show and doses him it's not it's not explicitly stated but it's pretty clearly hinted that he heavily doses him up with with uh psychotropic drugs right uh and then and then psychologically tortures him mm-hmm. and part of what he does is he forces him to view uh, uh projected photos of uh barbara uh having been shot lying on the floor of the house mm-hmm. uh naked and it is very, very strongly implied right. that Barbara was sexually assaulted. And and the idea of all of this for the Joker is that he's trying to break Gordon. That he's trying to in 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 inflict on Gordon the same psychotic break he had to prove to mm-hmm. prove that all it takes for anybody is one bad day. And I would I <laughs> so what if <laughs> just what if at the end of the day he's like, oh shit, it didn't work. Well, I guess I got to try a different bad day then. Like, <laughs> like, did he start off like with like it ratcheted down some? Like he put gum in his hair while he was sleeping. Like, th- like he found a kid named Alexander and just tested all this shit out on him first. And he's like, okay, I think I've got the formula. Okay. Nice, I've got to nice. step it up and actually. I like it. The yeah. terrible, no good. You know, day. very bad day. Yeah. But like, step, like, what if Gordon up. doesn't break on this day? Does does Joker be like, all right, fine, fuck. Now who are we going to paralyze and rape and and show him pictures of? Because clearly his own daughter ain't enough. So so like, what are we going to do? Right. Yeah. And then like, do you just see him at a drawing board of like shit crossed out and and stuff like you know, or like bunch of post its or whatnot? Like, like if that bad day didn't work, like. Yeah. Does he try again? <laughs> like, <sighs> well, yeah, he's yeah. really putting all his eggs in one basket for this. He he really he really is. He <laughs> you know? really is. It's winter. Uh, go home. I mean, it really yeah, is. Well, you know. Oh, yeah. No, it is. And in this case, he goes home. Home being Arkham. Uh, because because Gordon doesn't break, and Gordon insists when Batman shows up, he insists mm-hmm. to Batman, "No, you got to capture him by the book." So we prove to him that he's wrong. Gotcha. And and there's a there's this this moment that is that is simultaneously kind of kind of amazing and and really weird mm-hmm. where where Batman subdues him, breaks the news to him that you failed, mm-hmm. and um, he he tries to reach out and say, look, we can you know if 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 you want to get better, we can help you get better, and and the Joker declines saying it's too late for that it's far too late and and he then tells a joke to batman about two inmates in a lunatic asylum trying to escape mm-hmm. um and they jump across the narrow gap in the roof mm-hmm. and and one of them jumps the other one's too afraid to go and the first one says no i'll tell you what i'll shine my flashlight across and and you know if you fall the flashlight will stop you and the one who's because they're they're escaping from an insane asylum, so yeah, cuckoo, cuckoo nuts, and and the one who's afraid to jump says, "Well, what do you think I am? Crazy? You're going to turn it off halfway across?" <laughs> okay. And and tell Batman, me, Batman laughs. Batman does laugh. Good. And the police show up and they arrest the Joker. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know. We we have there's I mean there's there's an awful lot to unpack here yeah but but you know a big part of what Moore was was trying to 
trying to emphasize mm-hmm. was there's 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 a commonality of some level of experience between Batman and the Joker, mm-hmm. and and you know they, they've both undergone these you know terribly traumatic kind of events, and it's and it's about how the two of them have responded. Yeah, it's response to trauma. Yeah, and yeah. and you know they're they're both uh, 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 Jeff Clock, a, a literary critic, comic critic. Uh, you know, pointed out that, that both Batman and the Joker are creations of a random and tragic one bad day. Yes. Batman responds by forging meaning from the random tragedy, whereas the Joker reflects the absurdity of life and all of its random injustice. Yeah, I mean, as soon as you said by trying to forge meaning from it, I was thinking like, and Joker's response is to strip meaning from everything else. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. If, that's, if, if, yeah. There's, uh, to try to, yeah, to that's try both to of their, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking? They're not just an MO. It's like they're, they're, well, they're, the reason for being for them, their, their mission in life becomes those two separate things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, one, one of the kind of important things to point out, one of, one of the things that's very strong about, Moore's storytelling here is um, throughout the whole story, it's really clear that the Joker is a desperately unreliable narrator. <laughs> uh, Shocking. He he as much as says, sometimes I remember it one way, sometimes another. If I'm going to have a past, I prefer it to be multiple choice. Oh, wow. uh, you know, that's some and Heath Ledger level shit there. It, it really is. Yeah. And here's the thing. This is why I wanted to make sure to bring this up to tee, to tee you off to talk about the movies. Yeah, yeah. Because this story, mm-hmm. like every time we see the Joker after this, there are elements of this story in his characterization. Yes. Like Nicholson's Joker. There yes. are elements of this in him and everything we see after that. Yep. And this is, again very much a response to the 1966 TV series. Mm-hmm. You know, the Joker there, and right now I'm forgetting the actor's name. Uh, it. Oh, Jesus. And now you just made me forget. Cesar Romero. Cesar Romero, thank yeah. you. You know, Cesar Romero's, you know, he's, he's clearly kind of menacing, but mostly he's just kooky, you know, uh, you know, villainous, villainous, you know, clown. Yep. As opposed to this character who is almost trying like not almost he's trying to be some kind of philosopher evangelist he is you know, a really poorly read version of diogenes ooh okay yeah you know he's he yeah. is um not cuz diogenes was you know here's how to increase your happiness that's not joker but his methodology is similar of being like i'm i'm going to subvert this system yeah you know diogenes lived in a world where people were trying to gather wealth he he rejected it completely he is i mean he's yeah so he's diogenes or as batman is aristotle viewed appropriately enough viewed through a funhouse mirror but yes yeah and batman's aristotle oh yeah 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 no i like that yeah i like that and and so yeah um so you know and and the the clearly as you already pointed out the Heath Ledger 
mm-hmm. uh, version of the Joker is like heavily, heavily influenced by this. Right. You know, do you want to know how I got these scars? Right. Yeah. And he you changes know, the and, story. Yeah. And he's he's a like one of the best things about the writing in, in that film and one of the best things about Ledger's performance in that film is every time he tells a different story, mm-hmm. he 110% buys it. Yes. Yeah. Like the sadness like, like, is there. The anger is there. All the emotionality yeah. of the unfairness of that story. Yeah. Yeah. That's all there. And, and that's, and that's more like yeah. that's, that's, that is, that is Moore's, Moore's stamp on that character. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that in the mythology of the character ever since, mm-hmm. the idea that these two characters are somehow dharmically, as you, you Linked. brilliantly put yeah. it, that they are, they are somehow dharmically tied together. I mean, you know, every, every interpretation that we've seen since then. Yeah has has had this weird semi mystical these two are these archetypes that are constantly you know at at you know loggerheads mm-hmm. kind of kind of roll to it and i think again we got to go back to miller to kind of see that idea have its kind of earliest genesis and mm-hmm. and now it's getting developed out as we see more you know really doubling down on the idea of them being two sides of the same coin yeah. And then going forward into where we've seen them since then. And so now we're left with Batman developing into this. Now he's been deconstructed and all of these tropes have been laid bare. And we see that he's a rich guy who's spending an awful lot of his time beating up poor people and the mentally ill. Right. You know, and we can't get away from like we can't make that not overt anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like uh, in in the new even in the new fifty two, mm-hmm. there was actually a short storyline where there were a group of of uh, villains uh, who were uh, out to get Batman because they were uh, you know second rate third rate hoods uh-huh. uh, who who had been permanently disfigured or <laughs> or or somehow you know you know maimed. His warm-up uh, matches. In the, in the process, yeah, in, in the process of him taking them down. Like, there was one of them who literally had a batarang sticking out either side of his head. Jesus. Oh, like the guy from the 1800s who had the, the rod in his dome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And another one who literally had a boot print in his face. Oh, jeez. Was, was, you know, and, and, these, and this, this yeah. was the group of... of kind of, you know, villainous rejects who were getting used as the as the army by it might have been Hush, I'm trying to remember, but sure. what, whatever villain it was that was getting them all together, they were all motivated by the fact that they were, you know, down on their luck, poor schmucks mm-hmm. who had been in the wrong place at the wrong time and run into, of all people, Batman when they were trying to do a stick up and right. been left permanently maimed. Yeah, because he overreacts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's well, his thing. Too. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no like yeah. And and so you know, so now it's it's totally overt and and even even being played sort of for comedy, it's not really funny. Like Yeah, yeah. I I, I really didn't enjoy that that storyline because it was like you're kind of trying to play this for comedy, but it makes it really makes Batman look like an asshole. Mm-hmm. You know. 
because in this context he is one. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. You know. Um and 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 so now we we have, you know, so so every, you know, comic fan edge lord you know, wants wants to kind of try to point that out and mm-hmm. and well, you know, the Joker's really kind of right. You know, we have these assholes hanging yeah. around in comic book stores yeah. saying this stuff and it's and and like my whole my whole reason for wanting to bring this up in in the podcast in the first place was to point out that like this is where we end up with this character mm-hmm. because the original idea of the character was a guy who was standing up to corrupt cops and mobsters. And in order to do that, he needed to be a gadget hero. And to be a gadget hero, ipso facto, you need to be a millionaire. Right. And then, unfortunately, when you then, you know, deconstruct what all that means over mm-hmm. the course of a whole lot of years, and you get mimetic drift and you get everything else going on, now you wind up with DC's, you know, answer to, you know, Iron Man, which mm-hmm. is to say, you know, a, a crypto fascist rich guy who yeah. beats on the poor and the mentally ill. Well, I think I think you know? this is what happens when you have mission creep and you also have an un like this uh, Batman is war on crime. Yeah. When you have war on crime, who the fuck do you negotiate with to end the war? Like right. you know, it's like war on yeah. terror or war on poverty. It's like uh how do you know you've won? Like war on drugs. How yeah. do you know you've won? like what Yeah. If we're declaring war on a on a on a concept, like exactly. how does that work? And like you can't do that. Yeah. Batman is vengeance. You know, and against the night. don't don't forget and the night and he's the night vengeance. he's vengeance. And and, well, at least the night fucking ends though. <laughs> <laughs> vengeance doesn't. Eventually, there's daybreak. Yeah, yeah you know, right. vengeance. Yeah. We've seen in Conan, vengeance leaves you empty because when you get it, what do you do next? We've seen in the Princess Bride. You are empty afterwards. Well, luckily for Batman, he doesn't do a very good job, so he's always got vengeance. <laughs> like always. So True. you know, he is he is the guy from Memento. You know, John G killed my wife, that guy. Oh yeah. Who's yeah, just constantly recreating the puzzle so he can solve it again, so he has meaning in his life. And Batman is searching for meaning in the worst externalized kind of way. To make meaning, like you said, to forge meaning from the random shitty chance that his parents got killed out in front of watching uh, Space Jam. Nice. Yeah, because that's roughly, yeah, he'd be right right around that age now. Um, Yeah. So, and just, I I would like to just call out one more thing on that because I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm on a bit of a roll for that. Um, He, uh, he... He he cannot exist, and this is why Joker is karmically or or dharmically uh, linked to him, because Joker is always trying to foment chaos. Yeah, and so you can never have you. you how do you know that job's done? And so yeah. you know the both of them have an unclear until goal. until you wind up in the cold death of the universe. There's no way of knowing. Yeah, both of them have an unclear goal. And with an un- well, yeah. unclear goal, um, you can you can do it forever so that you can give your life meaning instead of going into some goddamn therapy. 
Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and 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 by the way, taking the money that you spend on another Batmobile, maybe, maybe I'm gonna go on a limb here. Maybe, even. maybe. Well, you know, I'm actually gonna go gonna go one one better than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, give that money to the Gotham Unified School District. There you go. Just you know, gonna yeah. plug for my own, for our own profession here. Yes. Like, maybe give that money to teachers. Yeah. Just. Put that money in a classroom, or like, do what Joker did and give away free money. Just don't gas people afterwards. Yeah, like, hubba hubba hubba, money, money, money. Who do you trust? Right. Uh, <laughs> it's time to play. Who do you trust? Hubba hubba hubba, money, money, money. Who do you trust? I'm out here handing out free cash. And where is the Batman? He's at home washing his tights. Washing his tights. Yeah. The, I don't know if there's ever been a movie role, and we can talk about this in more detail when, oh, yeah. when you look up, but I don't know if there's ever been a movie role better suited to Jack Nicholson's batshit crazy phase <laughs> True. than that. True. Like, yeah. Yeah. And he was in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And Five Easy Pieces. I'm yeah. just going to say, so, and... between, between that line and I want you to hold it between your knees, I'm like, I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know so. so anyway that is mm-hmm. that is i'm that's i'm spent that's cool. that's what you, i've got you done good uh you covered uh, what 80 plus years of history yeah i mean i i galloped over parts of it but yeah, yes fine. <laughs> um, broad brush saves time yeah yeah so batman has gone from a basically a detective who solves crime, yeah. which is what people wanted to see in the 30s, to an establishment character who helps the police, which is what people wanted to see in the 50s and 60s. And then we yeah. kind of see him disappear from the 60s through the 70s, largely because comics are undergoing a, a real disinteresting time anyway. And then in the 80s, it suddenly ramps up and gets really, really gritty. And then it's just yeah. an outgrittying each other. Um, <laughs> I love that verb, outgrittying each other. Yeah, uh, no, you're uh, not wrong. Yeah, and then and then you, I mean, yeah, you get there, and then after that, everything has been a response to that. Yeah, well, I, I what what I kind of want to say is it's like everybody wants to outgritty each other, and then we get to the Obama administration, and we see empathy again. There you go. Yeah. Just to be yeah. overtly, you know, mm-hmm. a liberal about it. Like, you know, all of a sudden, all of a sudden we actually want to see, you know, this, this character expressing some hope and some empathy and some, you know, other stuff. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, that's there. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, well, cool. Thank you. Oh well, no. Thank, thank you for you know tolerating this this whole. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get you back because I'm gonna spend three oh, yeah. episodes just on Joel Schumacher. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm kidding. Wow. I am kidding. Nobody it's hit only that unsubscribe two button. On Joel Schumacher. <laughs> well, okay, one and a half. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> so. there's a lot to unpack with Schumacher. I'm, 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 I'm at this point. It's I'm not fun. Even kidding. Yeah. There's, wow. So. All right. But cool. So now, now uh-huh. you kind of already went into it, but like, what mm-hmm. what do you 
what do you take away? What 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 did you learn? What what do you think is important? I, I think Batman is what happens. I, I'm gonna give an observation and then I have actually two questions for you. Okay. I think Batman is what happens when you have an archetypical character pushed through time. Okay. And it ends up not holding true to the archetype because it clings so hard to the archetype. Yes. I think that that's... That, that yeah. on, on one level, that kind of doesn't jive, but on another level, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think you're right. I, I think I would, I would modify that statement a little bit by saying, depending on which parts of the archetype you choose to hold on to, Mm. you wind up warping the archetype. Yes, yes. I think you're right. I think you're right. So we never discussed Kingdom Come. No, and we did not. That's a damn shame because that came out in 96. Yeah. And it's clearly I... a response to the, the, uh, the not more, but Miller. It's clearly oh. a response to Miller. Oh. Yes. Because... Huge. Because now he is physically broken yep. and relies on his tech um, yeah. and and runs basically a police state in Gotham. Yes. And he's also not the main character of that whole story. I mean, the main character no. of that story is is Superman's gone batshit and Shazam has to save him. Um, yeah. But um, it would have been kind of cool to just fold that in. Um, I, 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 I would love to hear your thoughts thing. on it. I think, I think Kingdom... Well... Okay, um, Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kingdom Come has a lot of baggage, because um, okay. because Kingdom Come I think is is a very big part of the Bronze Age because again it was nineties. Mm-hmm. So there there is this urge to there's this there's this real serious urge to deconstruct and to. Uh, and, and in that case, it was deconstruction of, of the anti-heroes that were such a big right. part of the comics landscape at that time. Right. And, you know, I, I think the role that Batman winds up playing there, I think my, my take on that is it goes back to what we talked about in the last episode about him being in, in the Dark Knight specifically because mm-hmm. that story is very clearly a sequel to the dark Knight, Like it's in that universe. Yes. And in that universe, it's really clear that to an extent, Batman is the, is the precursor to the anti-heroic, you know, uh, figures that, that drive the beginning of that whole story arc. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and and I don't remember who's responsible for Kingdom Come. I don't remember who was who was writing it, who was doing it off the top of my head. Right. But they they were very clearly leaning into the interpretation of Batman as being the crypto fascist. Mm-hmm. And they were leaning into that, I think, because of the point they were trying to make about anti-heroism yeah okay 
If that I, makes sense. I it does. It does. And by the way, it's um uh Mark Wade and Alex Ross. Right. Which okay. is an interesting connection Wait. because I believe Alex Ross was working on Marvels at the same time because it's very similar. I don't know if you ever saw Marvels. Um Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's very similar yeah. uh paint style. It's very similar, but they're wildly different stories. Like you yeah. said, you know, um and you know yeah, it's just so very different. Um, but yeah, okay. Okay. So so what was your other question? That's um, one. You had two. It keeps flitting in and out of my head, so unfortunately I've, okay. I've forgotten it. Um, Bummer. Yeah, that's that's all right. Uh, we've we've done more than enough here. And if it comes up uh, while I'm discussing movies with you, then then okay. so be it. And and one mm-hmm. thing that didn't that didn't come up that I did actually kind of kind of tag but mm-hmm. in the conversation drifted in other directions is uh the death of uh jason todd in yeah. in 1988 in the midst of all of this gritty dark everything the readers of batman comics paid money yes as you as you pointed out in yes. our in our conversation about this after the last recording session uh <laughs> the the, the they everybody dialed a, a one nine hundred number mm-hmm. to to vote whether Jason Todd was going to live or die. Yeah, and and they voted to kill him. Yes, they paid money to kill a character to, to kill a a character, and and uh by the Joker mm-hmm. killed by the Joker with a crowbar yeah. and then a and then dynamite. Yep. Um, and, um, in, in a weird echo of, again, what we find out happened in the very opening of the dark Knight, which was that Jason Todd had been killed by the Joker 10 years prior, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and the fans basically wound up turning that into a self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that there was that connection. And and as as a as an indication of the times, mm-hmm. and and again when we're talking about the times, we're talking about that being uh, the the eighty eight election would have been uh, well that's that's Bush one right, um, and that's the tail end of the Reagan administration, Iran Contra. Yep. Everything else that we talked about that had turned everybody so terribly cynical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Wow. That's. So so we're going to take a hero who is galvanized into becoming a hero by the trauma of watching his parents murdered in front of him. And we're going to take his second sidekick and we're going to kill him in right. front of him. Right. Make it so make him yet again impotent and yeah. powerless to yeah. stop. And yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, take, take all of that, you know, uh, pent up trauma, crazy, whatever all, and, and double down on it. So mm-hmm. there you go. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Oh boy. <laughs> well, when, when I talk about, uh, Michael Keaton's Batman, uh, there will be tie-ins to that. So, okay. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, all right. Um, you got anything you want to recommend us to read? How about Squirrel Girl um, to cleanse the palate? Hey, there you go. Squirrel Girl would be awesome. I'm, I'm very much in favor of that. Or uh, uh, the Kamala Khan uh, oh, God, Captain yeah. Marvel. Yes. Because that's that's an amazing 
set of stories and the characterization in that is absolutely incredible. Um, what I am actually going to recommend though, and you'd hate it because it's very noir, um, is I'm going to recommend the long Halloween, which is the comic follow up to Batman year one. Okay. Um, and it's not Miller. It's other writers picking up where Miller left off. Mm-hmm. And as a early in his career detective Batman story, okay. I think it is some of the best stuff anybody's written. Nice. Okay. So that's the very, long Halloween. Very. Yeah. The long Halloween. Okay. Uh, the, the, the overarching villain is the calendar killer. Now that sounds like one straight out of like the nineteen early nineteen sixties. Except mm-hmm. uh, he's the, the the calendar killer may or may not be affiliated with one of the two major crime families of Gotham, and is committing murders. Is known as the calendar killer because the murders all happen on holidays. Of course. So, there you go. Okay. Well, where can people find you on the social medias? As ever, I can be found on TikTok and uh, uh, Instagram at E.H. Blaylock. And uh, I can be found on Twitter. I'm sorry. I can be found on TikTok and Twitter as E.H. Blaylock and on Instagram as Mr. Blaylock. And if you want to uh, yell at both of us simultaneously about something, uh, we can be found at Geek History Time uh, on the Twitter machine. And you, sir can be found where uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at duh harmony uh that's duh with two h's uh in the middle there uh and you can find me there uh, feel free to uh also look me up on twitch.tv forward slash capital puns every tuesday night at 8 30 uh because those things are going on there's no way this episode will air by the time that i've got a show at the end of this month so we'll see what happens next month <laughs> so Sounds good. Yeah. So for A Geek History of Time, I'm Damian Harmony. And I'm Ed Blaylock. And until next time, catch us, same bat time, same bat channel.